The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Quarm Lots of Sports Talk. We are live in the studio. It is a Friday. It is also. For me, a drinking Friday. I feel like drinking. I, I feel like drinking. Do you? I didn't say anything about alcohol, but I feel like drinking, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got your water there. You, where's your coffee? In the studios, Dougie, as Demery would call him, Dougie B. I just call him Doug. I don't, I don't know where he came up with that. I don't know. Your last name begins with it ends. I understand, with a B. But, what, but the Dougie B. I don't. You don't like Dougie B? I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said I don't you know, know where he came, came out with it. <laughs> That's true. That's exactly what you said. Uh, that is Demery, being Demery. Um, welcome to the show. 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to call in and join the show. You got a question to comment or you just want to argue because I love to argue. Uh, bring it on in. Call on in. Yeah, Let's man. Make it happen. Get some viewers call. You know. Yeah, man. You know what? People, Not viewers, but listeners. Listeners, there you go. Viewers are on their way. Yes, yes. Trust me on that. Um, but there's a lot of listeners. People are just scared to call. I get, I get so many texts and emails and, and a lot of social media stuff talking about, uh, I want to call in the show, but I'm scared. Who is scared to call in the there's show? There's nothing to be scared about. Because they're going to say something stupid. They, well, they think it's stupid. But we all, every once in a while, we are going to say something stupid, man. I say something stupid all Every day, I say something stupid. That's what makes the show fun. Me being stupid. No, <laughs> no. People coming in, man, you got to call in. You got to... Got to communicate with your listeners out there, man, because they're going to bring good points sometimes that we might not even think about or overlook. So don't be afraid to call in, though. Don't be afraid. I I think I think of everything. I just don't have time to talk about it. We never do. Right. We actually got three or four different topics yesterday. Which was good. You know what? When when we, when the show, and you might have heard this to all all the loyal listeners, you might have heard this before. When the show take that direction it's supposed to take, we're going to have about we're going to get at least about five legitimate, probably eight topics in. Because you could do that. Bring up a topic, a point of interest, and hit it, quit it, split it, get rid of it. Right. And it, but we and never do that. No, because it, you know what? Because it, it's just too interesting. <laughs> too interesting. And I, that, that's why, because the show was every, every Tuesday. And we, because we don't do that, we got Monday, Thursday, and Friday added on. Right. And it is a Friday, and I'm glad I'm in the studio, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Well, we off on Wednesday, but Tuesday and Thursday, appreciate uh, Demery and, uh, is it Dougie B now? Dougie? Yeah, it's whatever, <laughs> man. It's whatever. <laughs> Doug, hey, holding it down while I'm out um, out there training. I got one guy from Virginia Tech, uh, Kaishan. He's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be all right. There's a lot of guys over there from USC, but it's to me it's hype. I see the work. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I see the work. Oh, uh, man, we want to get into some uh, glutes, some butt work, but oh. we're going to get into that in a second. But the activation. Pre- activation. And, and, and stupid radio stations around the valley. Well, then there's a lot of great up, great radio stations, which I will be on Rocky Manooch today at 532, as always. Okay. Um, 
I'm always on there, active on their show. I, I just like those guys. It's, it's fun. Um, they, they're not so much a celebrity who's who driven show like a lot of other shows. Right. Like, oh, I got to call this person way across the country. I got to tell everybody who I know. And that's fine if that person brings some insight into what you're talking about. Right. It's, it's a great deal, a great concept to have. And, and these guys know everybody around the valley and across the country. If you listen to their show, Rocky Manoush, before. Uh, but I'll be up there uh, later on today. Uh, before I talked about the butt work, um, preseason rankings came out. You, yes. you brought it to my attention. Ohio State is number one, and why shouldn't they be? They got three quarterbacks. <laughs> well, you you did that like where where is Ohio? Where is ASU? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, and the, and you know just as well as anybody else, I've always been ASU and Ohio State. Always. I'm on. I'm only got one team. That's Kansas. But I'm surprised Michigan <sighs> State is so far down. Where are they ranked? 16. Yeah. Well, and look at Florida State jumped down to 21. Now, how's that, and why is that? You you you've lost one game in two years. Because you're losing Jameson? That's the only thing I can think of, but that's not your whole your yeah, whole team. it's not. Although, because they have won with the backup quarterback, but that right. was only one game. But it was a big game. It was against Clemson or Georgia Tech. This guy came in and played well. Yeah. Played real well. I mean, he, he he did what quarterbacks do. They make some mistakes and they overcome them. Right. So the good quarterback. So is that uh, the reason Ohio State number one? Because they have three starting quarterbacks or they have that running back that is off the chain? I think it's a combination of everything because, number one, they're the national championship. Um so you're going to put them up high, but you guys, I'll, let me let me step back. You're not going to put them up just because they just won the national championship. You're putting Especially them up how there. Especially they did Florida State this year. Exactly, because you got to look at where are they going to bring this next year. Because you could have won that championship and lost half your team. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be there this year. Ohio State's got the running back coming back, three quarterbacks. They've got a lot of their core players coming back. So th- they they're going to look at repeating. They can only play one of those guys at a time. Okay. And who's who's the guy? This this is my big Ohio State question. The Ohio State, and I got a lot of Ohio State ex teammates and friends. Who's the quarterback next year? Who who you decide to play? If if I'm if I finish the season with only three games and I'm a red shirt junior, I don't think I might have left if I was yeah. the quarterback because I played in three big games and it, and I would play my what was he red shirt sophomore maybe. Junior wise, but I would have been sitting on a professional team, learning from a veteran player, and I consider my junior year. And we've seen quarterbacks come out legitimately as juniors in, on the collegiate right. level, so it wouldn't have done him any harm. I don't know what other games he would have to play. I don't know if you Braxton Miller. I don't know what you do with the rest of those guys. That, that's something one a coach would love to have. That's every a big, coach. That's a great problem to have. But like we talked about on the show before, maybe moving Braxton to that slot receiver to kind of open up the offense. But that, is Braxton going to want to? Right, and that's good. Which you know? would benefit the team if Braxton went in that slot because you can right. do so much with it. Mm-hmm. But again, would Braxton want to do that? Yeah, and then if he say he does, then I would look at putting uh, JT in and at the quarterback spot. Just because he's got a little bit more experience, I think overall JT is the best overall quarterback. So you wouldn't go with the quarterback who took you to the national championship? Well, not took you, but finished up the season as as a national champion. I mean, you're going to argue that all day long because if you choose him, then how you how do you not choose JT over you know and vice versa? So it's a tough tough situation to be in. Like I said, any college coach would love to be a high school coach would love to be in that situation, but. I think it's also going to come down to okay, we have your we have your resume of what you've done last year. We're going to go into spring ball, see what you can do in spring ball. I think you'll make a lot of decisions doing spring ball. Mm-hmm. This is going to be one of the for Urban Myers. This might be one of the toughest spring ball uh, that he's going to have. And again, these guys are going to have on 
for the most part, they want to have on shorts and helmets. Uh, but then, you know, some yeah. programs, some winning programs do, they do put on those that those pads for a little bit, but not um, not to hurt the guys. They just want to get the guys acclimated to the system, to the uh, schemes they're going to right. be running, offense and defense, special teams. But this is one of the toughest decisions, I think, and I don't even know Urban Meyer's like that. I know him from a distance from talking to other coaches that coached against him. Right. Might be one of the toughest decisions he had to make uh, outside of the one he had to make for his family. Yeah. Leaving Florida, University of Florida. Look at that decision back and forth. I'm going to leave family. and then I Don't get me wrong, being an Ohio State fan, I love having no, him no, come I, over I, here. I saw the hypocrisy but, in, in that decision. Yeah, you know, I, but, I've heard the hypocrisy in that decision. But look at, I mean, just that top ten. And here's my thing. It was, why is Notre Dame number seven? And and not um, Higher ASU? Up. No, I don't. I understand ASU is going to be up there in the twenty range because they have a lot to prove. Um, and then look it. what they've no, but look what they've done. They lost that uh, Oregon State game. They lost the U of A game. They should have lost that Oregon State game. That drove me crazy because you yeah. just beat Notre Dame and uh, Stanford. Right, and, and I'll tell you, and you know my reasoning behind that game. It, it, it might be wrong. It might be right. But I believe the quarterback situation was a huge factor in those and them Ber- losing Berkovici? those games. Yeah, Bring you have Berkovici come in, right? Open up. Legitimately open up your offense because with Taylor Kelly, as he, I will not give. How do I put this? Kelly has football smarts. I will give that to him. I don't think he has the arm though necessary to throw. Some will argue that you can teach. You know, you can get in the weight room and you can teach some mechanics to to uh. get him to throw farther. But my thing is, he gets injured. Berkovici comes in, opens up your game plan. You start winning these games. You win these big games. We're talking. Stanford, where we lost to twice last year. Mm-hmm. Um, are you Stanford is not the team that they were the year before, but it's still a Stanford team. Stanford was a um, Notre Stanford Dame was ranked. They were ranked, and Notre Dame. You come in and you beat those two top teams, and then you're gonna bring Kelly back in, which I think was too soon. I don't think he was. Uh, you could tell he wasn't hundred percent, just you, because he's your senior guy. I understand that, but you have to put the best player in that's gonna give your team the best chance to win, which I believe was Berkovici. Because defenses, look at, and you've played, perfect example, you're a safety, right? You've played that position. I'm I'm everything, but go ahead. But as a defensive coordinator, I'm looking at what ASU brings with Taylor Kelly in. What does Taylor Kelly do? He does those five, ten-yard short routes and lets a receiver and running back get the yaks, Mm -hmm. does does everything else. He doesn't go deep. He'll go deep every once in a while, but it's not truly deep. So what am I going to do? I'm going to bring everything up front and cover that. I'll put a man free back to cover that deep for you know once in a while throw, and what did what did the team start doing? They brought that pressure up front, and they took that ASU game just completely gone out of that offense. So you put that more on Kelly, um, not being able to throw, or you put that on the offense coordinator not being able to adjust to that? No, I, I put it on Norvell and Graham for not being able to see what it is uh-huh. and put Berkovici back in, and then on top of that, I think it was wrong then in that last game to pull Kelly and put Burke in, the game was already done. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do that, do that in the beginning of the season, uh, or not the beginning of the season, but that part. How much of it you think had to do with some loyalty? Because I think uh, Graham was kind of loyal to Kelly, Kelly, even though, what did he miss about four or five games because right. of a toe? Was it a toe injury or ankle? Or no, something? broken foot. Broken foot. Yeah. A broken foot. And and Berkovich came in, and they won those games and bought him some time, kept ASU right where they needed to be yep. in a national hunt. Mm-hmm. In the national hunt, all ASU, all ASU had to do was win out, and they would have been in the playoffs. Yeah. That's all they had to do. And now I'm saying, sitting in this chair in the studio, easily said than done, but because you still had to play U of A again. 
right. um, a team who beat Oregon. Um, however they beat them, they beat them. Last minute, last second, well, they won that game. And they put yeah. themselves in position to play in that, that championship game. U of A, I mean, not U of A, but um, ASU fell off with the Oregon State. Then they fell off. Just coming off of these uh, emotional wins, you have to. If you're a big time program, you have to be able to keep those emotions where they are, or keep them high. If that be the case, after beating a Stanford at home and beating Notre Dame at yeah. home, you had everything lined up for you because these games were at home. Yeah. But then you then you relax, and I blame. I actually blame this game, the Oregon State game, on the coaches. You you go ahead, you relax, and say. Oregon State, and I don't know what the week of practice was. I don't. I wasn't in it. I wasn't at the facility. You coming off those emotional wins, and you go to Oregon State, and you think, well, they're not Oregon. They're not the University of Oregon. We we should be able to win this game, but what we have and what we've been doing. But mentally, you got to keep guys into football games. These we're talking about some young men. We're not talking right. about professional guys, uh, who sometimes we do have to baby those guys too. But they know what's at stake. There's a whole lot of other things at stake. When you talk about a national championship and taking that program at ASU, now a team, a, a university, a program who's won for three straight years, ten or more games, right? You talking about taking that to the next level? You can't fall asleep at Oregon State. No, and Oregon State, we understand they're not Oregon, but they're still Oregon State. And when you play up there in Corvallis, yeah, that game is never given, especially no. with that team. And you can see it. I mean, ASU talent-wise and on paper, should have beat Oregon State. Um, right. Some people blame the weather. Oh, okay. Being cold. Well, Oregon State played in that weather. But they're used to it. But yeah. I, and I don't get up there a day or two early and acclimate your team to that weather then. You know, if you're worried about it. And Graham, Graham was out there and put it out there that we're not going to blame the weather. You, you, I, they, they better not. I would lose all respect if they blame the weather. Yeah. I would lose respect if they blame the weather on on ASU losing that game after coming up. Well, how you blame the weather when it's burning hot out here and they've been in that stadium and teams come right. in but teams come here to beat them in mm-hmm. 100 degrees so it can't be the weather no as well now there's some factors if you're a quarterback because we see because <laughs> kelly couldn't throw the ball the ball was coming right back to him yeah that's when you make the quarterback change or that's when you create a an offense or a game plan where he's not throwing the ball 50 yards down the field no you make these short routes very important, but then the defense adjusts to them. Uh, then you got to come up with schemes and running back. Yeah, and he you had, had one of the top receivers in the game. Right, and you had Berkovici in there. Mm-hmm. Berkovici would be able to throw through that win. Not 100%. I'm not saying he's going to be able to cut it, but he has that type of arm where he's going to be able to cut through that wind a little bit more and open up your game, uh, game plan. And as far as the defense side, how are you going to really be able to gain, uh, scheme against that? Because with Kelly in there, you can scheme easy. I'm gonna bring in everybody up, and then I'll, I'll throw a man deep just for that safety route. With yeah. Burko, you can't because you have to respect the run with that uh, talent that ASU mm-hmm. has in the running back. But now you have to respect Jalen Strong. You have Chambers with Burko that can get them the ball. You have to respect that. So it is what it is. I mean, it's it's in the past. It's done with. We can't change it. We can only look forward. Um, I mean, Berkovici looking at at least being the quarterback. Um, but you have Manny Wilkins going to be battling him out now too. You know, yeah, after that well, red shirt. One of the things I, I didn't like, like we were talking about the quarterbacks. Um, they let a quarterback. I think he was out of Pinnacle High School. Uh, so I think he was out of Pinnacle, but he was up that way. They let that quarterback get out of the state. He's going to Michigan State. That's my problem. When we so we talked about this on the air um, a bit. My problem with that is you letting all these four stars and five stars. We talked about the stars yesterday. Right. Uh, you're letting these guys 
get out of the state and you're trying to build a program and, and maintain a consistent winning program, whether you be U of A or ASU, because I root for both of those schools. Uh, being here, I root for NAU. Right. I, I root for all these schools. But you cannot let these guys get out of state. NAU was a great football team about two years ago. They was, I think they were undefeated. Those were the kids that didn't go to U, U of A or ASU. Right. But look at it this way. I mean, look at any, any state. They're, they're letting, I mean, look how many ASU has, U of A has on the roster from California, from Texas. Right. You're going to, every state's going to have people that want to get away from home. They want to get out of the state. But they better be good when they come here. That's all I right. know. Right. No, and, and that's the thing. But we still, I was looking at ASU's roster uh, last night. Mm-hmm. Half the roster is Arizona. Which it should, I, I think it should be that way. Right. So I, they've got that. But at the same time, if we don't, and I think I've talked about this on the show, if this class coming up, How if this many? class doesn't have the four or five star recruits, mm-hmm. then I'm going to try to pull those four or five star recruits out of the California, Texas, Florida, and get those here. That's what because you want. the two three stars, they're going to come here. I know they're going to, you know, for the majority of the part. If ASU take them, and you're right, you you get a two three star because they they're anxious to sign, they ecstatic to sign, and, and rightfully so for a kid coming out of right. high school. I get to sign with a big time program, and I get to go to school free. You know what that type of accomplishment that mm-hmm. and how the mindset is for that kid. My academics and my my athletic ability got me to go to school free. That's some pressure you take off your parents, and you, sometimes, most times, you you have to congratulate congratulate the parents for putting their kid in situations like that, right. uh, giving them opportunities to do that. Uh, we will talk some a uh, little bit more football down the road of the show. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We do got to talk that booty work Tiger Woods was talking about. Uh, activation. Activation. It got nothing to do with Exos down in uh, uh, Phoenix on an Indian school. You ain't never been there, huh? <laughs> Kwamala Sports Talk got, got Dougie B in front of me laughing at me like I'm crazy, like I'm uh, Kevin, Kevin got the gas man. You're the gas man. The gas man. You, you ever seen him stand up? I know. I'm, I'm going to go out. For yeah, sure. you got to check man. it out. got to check it out. Hey, we'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. 
In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. This is your drink. This is a Friday Night oh Drinking. Oh, my goodness. Right this here. is right here. Ooh. Yeah, turn that up. Let that play a little bit. R. Kelly. But you know what? This is, that is R. Kelly. See, look at you. Look at you. <laughs> Now that's that's see that's the Friday music I want here because I'm about to get into a mode where I'm gonna have a nice little mellow out weekend okay. chill. I'm not gonna try to do a whole lot, uh, which I don't anyway. I need this mellow. I need that music. I need this mellow weekend because the last week and the week before, yeah, oh, too much going on. Too much too going much. on. Uh, I'm so glad those activities are gone. Welcome back to the show. 888-346-9144. Crime Lots of Sports Talk. Dougie Bree is in the studio. Demery is uh. Let's just say he's on location. Uh, but we were talking about uh, uh, football. And real quick, Ohio State deserves to be number one. Um, yeah. I just want to – this year I want to see how they get treated. As long okay. as they don't have any players. Because you, you watch the number one, Florida State, come off a national championship and get treated like they were the 10th team in the league. So I'm going I'm to put that aside, and I'm just going to keep an eye on it. Okay. Keep an eye on that. Um, but that, some rankings they got them ranked – what down in twentieth somewhere, but then I saw one that was ranked th- three or four, uh, maybe just because they finished the season uh, as one of the top four teams, and then we had this new playoff system. Tiger Woods, man, this is great weather out here in Arizona. <laughs> Not when he was here last week, <laughs> but the great weather now. I'm see, I'm thinking about golfing a good Friday, having a, a a cocktail too, getting the spirits. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what my Fridays that's my weekend's about to be about because we're about eighty one degrees yeah eighty one degrees today eighty one tomorrow beautiful man can't you can't beat Arizona and people wonder why hey you you should move back to Virginia like why should I move back to Virginia why don't you move out of here and you see there I'm mm-hmm. not move why I don't move back to Virginia and uh, some family in Ohio man mm-hmm. they've got like one two feet of snow mm-hmm. and we're in eighty degree weather out here man it's mm. eighty one to be exact. Yeah. That is uh yeah I'm not I just, I got fingers that don't get blood to them so I, there's no way I'm going to I'm going somewhere where it's cold and if I go uh, if I move anywhere that's cold or gets cold cool right, right. It might be California not San Diego I I, I spent some time in yeah, San Diego right and it's too expensive it I want to enjoy myself I want to be worrying about damn this this beer costs um uh, ten dollars yeah a six dollar beer I think a six dollar beer is too expensive anyway. Yeah, look at the sport. I mean, just the sport venues and everything else. It's ridiculous, man. I don't want to do any sports. I just want to golf and walk. Do, do yoga. Yeah. You know what? And there's a lot of good co- uh, courses out there in, in California. Yeah, I'm, I'm going somewhere north, but I'm not going to tell anybody where. Because when, when I'm gone, I'm gone. I have an idea where. <laughs> and by the way, I know before break we were talking about Arizona recruits staying here and trying to get those four or five stars. Mm-hmm. Just to touch base, this class, 2015 class, we had, out of Arizona, one five-star, okay, which was Christian Kirk, which a lot of people believe he was going to come to ASU and bounce to, I don't know why, went what, to A&M. Um, I, did he left the state? 
Mm-hmm. Texas A&M. Blame, blame ASU for that. I, I don't blame ASU. But you know what? I see that coach uh, from Texas A&M. I see him at all the uh, the high school games here. I yeah. was at uh, the Chandler and Hamilton game. Obviously, that was a big game. But I seen him last year. I seen him this year. So I seen him at all the games. I seen him all the big games. He come out here. When those coaches, when those kids see that, and he's able to talk to them. Yeah. How many times do you see? I don't. I don't see Graham at the uh, big games, especially the Chandler High School football game, or Chandler High School, or the Chandler versus Hamilton, Hamilton versus Chandler. I don't see him. I see coaches from out of out of state always out here. So maybe he feel like I can see them when I see them. Yeah. Also, if he feels like well, those kids should be they gonna they gonna want to come here because they live in state. He's sadly mistaken, and this is where he loses. Mm-hmm. This is where he missed out on kids going to Texas A and M. But I think that's changing a lot though too, because ASU three four years ago, you might have seen maybe a quarter if that of Arizona boys on the roster. Now they've got um, pretty much half the roster is here in in Arizona. So. But let me ask a question. How many do you think four-star recruits do we have in this class coming out of Arizona this year? Coming out of Arizona? Mm-hmm. Four stars. Four-star. This being Arizona, I said we got about ten of them. Three. Three? Mm-hmm. So, which uh, brings up to my some, point. Didn't I say something yesterday uh, about that? Because. Location. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Depends no, on where you are. But. And, and, yeah, depending on the area. Go ahead. And But that brings me back to the point. If you only have. Literally, I can count on one hand four or five-star recruits out of Arizona. Well, I'm going to go pull them somewhere else because the chances – and actually, U of A got uh, Keenan Walker and everybody else. So you had Cassius Pete. He went to Michigan State. And Dieter Young went to Nebraska. Cassius Pete, That's the quarterback. It. Is he a quarterback, right? No, that D-end. Wait, Michigan State got a quarterback out of here. Oh, it's probably three-star then. Wow. He, he's going to fit right in with him. You're talking about Brian uh, – Larucci, yeah, yeah, He went, yeah, Pinnacle High School. Yeah, I met him. Yeah, three star. He was a number one position rank out here for quarterback. Yeah, but but you know, see, he's going to Michigan State where he get to sit a year because they still have their quarterback. But look at we got Bryce Perkins though from Chandler. That's the one Demery was talking about. Mm -hmm. That boy can ball. Yeah, I I worked. I worked. I talked to his uh, his brother last year. Is that uh, UCLA Mm -hmm. now? Right. So, I mean, ASU has see, some quarterbacks coming up. That's what I'm talking about where you can't – these other coaches come here and get Arizona players because because of how they can train and play all year round. But then you let Hunley, who was a Heisman candidate, mentioned last year for UCLA, went to Chandler High School. How you let him get out of the state? Yeah. I understand if, you, if, you, if you've seen some um, or heard about anything he's done bad or disrespected or – Anything criminal, I can understand that. Right. I don't want that in my program. I'm gonna have who I want in my program. You don't don't make me a head coach because I'm gonna have some thugs, but I'm gonna have some educated thugs. And we're gonna win. You know, ASU pulled quite a bit from uh, the Arizona boys. You had Steve Miller, Cade Cope, both linemen, which we need. That's mm-hmm. huge. Um, don't nobody else want them. No, have you seen them play? Mm-hmm. Don't nobody else want them. I'll take him because we need some <laughs> we need some beef out up top. But anyways, need, let's get you off. Need, uh, you need a secondary. You need secondary guys. We got. Do you see the secondary ASU got and pulled from? What for to pull from? They got to come in and play though. I'm talking. I'm, we need some veteran. When you when you get those guys who and it's great. Okay. They got some. They got some uh, talent coming in. Right. 
But I don't want the talent ASU has leaving and then you bringing that new crop. I want them work their way in so right. you always got a factory. I got you. That's how you got, like, Miami University got, oh, who, what is it? Wide receiver you. You got schools to do that because all they put out is wide receivers. But they got guys that's acclimated from a freshman working their way into the program. You got a DBU <clears throat> where you got guys who just come out. You know you can go get a great DB. You know where you're going to draft a DB. O-line you, you know you go to Nebraska to get a good O-line. Right. That's how ASU need to, uh, well, I'm sure they, they working towards things like that. Right. You know, having a factory. Like, you, who has a factory is, back in the day, used to be USC. Yeah. They used to have guys sitting and waiting. They had guys on layaway. And they didn't mind the wait. They didn't mind the wait because they, they knew they one turn. year, mm-hmm. I'm going pro. And yep. pro highly drafted. Mm. So let's get let's get into this yeah. Tiger Woods, man. We were talking about let's well, activate Tiger Woods. Let's activate Tiger Woods, and then we're gonna talk about the dumb radio shows out here. That you know, <laughs> when you, you, I know when they don't have anything to talk about when they just play clips of Tiger Woods saying activate his glute, <laughs> his glutes. Now, <clears throat> Tiger shot a eighty two on Friday at the uh, waste management. Right, eight over, eight over. Didn't make the cut. Didn't make the cut. It didn't even stay for the Super Bowl. Who didn't? How you know? That's what the reports were that he just left and he pieced out of town right after that uh, the uh, tournament. Well, it was raining. I bet if the weather was bad, it would stay. It would stay. A lot of but the weather was the weather was good during the Super Bowl. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he but he's he had a bad outing, and it was so much anticipating anticipation him coming here. Well, he kind of hyped himself up too. Did he? With, he came out, yeah. I ain't got to hype himself, but go ahead. I want to hear this. Yeah, he came out saying that uh, one of the interviews, he goes, um, I think it was after one of the practice rounds, uh, came out saying, man, I feel great. I'm in it. Um, I'm hitting numbers that I haven't hit in 15 years. Oh, we believe that. We saw right. the numbers you've hit. <laughs> exactly. Hitting. But you hyped yourself up. We saw don't, everybody you was hitting, and then who was hitting you? Go ahead. Don't hype yourself up. I mean, be I, home. You think that's Come good? out and say, hey, I feel good. You know, I'm excited about it. Do that. I don't know, Doug. I don't, I don't know about that one. You think he, that was hype? I'm if going you listen to the clip, if you listen to the clip, it's hype. If I, I tell you, it. you know, I feel good. I'm hitting numbers I haven't hit in 15 years. I, I'm ready to play. I don't, I don't know if that's hype. That's that's uh, here's Tiger problem, and we will get into his glute. We we will get into his butt. <laughs> here's Tiger problem as I see it. When Tiger was the man, first of all, there's too many people. Well, maybe the second of all. There's so many people who don't want him to get Jack Nicholas' record. Besides that, I could care less if you get him right now. You could look at anybody and say, kind of like the Hall of Fame on any sport, oh, he deserved to be in there, he don't. You can look at anybody and say, well, that's my best. Jordan's my best. I know there's other people who have more rings than him. Jordan's right. the best. You can look at that and make it and have arguments about it all the time if you want to. My problem with Tiger Woods is he's too nice. When Tiger Woods was destroying people, he wasn't smiling, he wasn't talking, he was about his right. business. If you want to have a drink with me, you want to talk to me, I'll talk to you on Sunday, and then we can drink out of my trophy. Tiger's too nice. Yeah. yeah he has that personality <laughs> change the last few years. And I, I don't know why. I think uh, he's too pleasing. That's why I don't like RG3. We might talk about him later. If that We're not going to make that a priority. But Tiger Woods is just too nice. He, he's going about his business. He's friends with everybody. He's smiling. Man, I don't have time for that. You, I want to see Tiger Woods that, that that shut it down. That had a strike. Here's what I didn't like about Tiger Woods. When he had a lead, he just played conservative. I want to see that killer instinct all the yeah. time. But when he didn't have the lead, he was on attack mode, and he come back from a lot of tournaments uh, being down by five. 
you know, that's, did you notice when that kind of momentum swang from yeah, him? Yeah, when he got beat up by uh, his, that, his <laughs> that right. high expensive nanny. Mm-hmm. That high priced nanny, when yeah. he got beat up by her. And then he tried to please. But, and then what I did like about him is he, he did a conference and he said, that, and you said, don't hype yourself up from things he said. Okay, I heard that. This is another reason I had a, a, a problem with Tiger Woods. He said uh, when he did a press conference after she beat him up, <laughs> I'm going to have a press conference with only friends and family. I didn't see nobody in that audience that looked like him. Not one person. No, the right. and his mama. Yeah. Not one person. Mm. That's what I said. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Things that make you say hmm. Yeah. All right, but okay, Tiger Woods, and I, I personally, I really could care less if he get Jack Nichols. It'd be great yeah. because he's in our time. Uh, and I'm not discounting what Jack Nichols did. Then I heard a lot of these uh, other networks that uh, he had never reached Jack Nichols. Well, he's reached to where he is now. Right. How many people have done that? That thing right there, the 14. How many people have done that? Well, the records are meant to be broken. Right. So somebody's going to break Tigers. if we, And it won't be in our lifetime. It might. There's some golfers coming up right now. There. Yeah, but it won't be in our 20s. lifetime. Because I, I was thinking this. Saying that to say this, I was thinking, if Tiger would have somehow beat Jack Nicklaus, mm-hmm. there's going to be a kid that come up that's going to beat Tiger. Right. Because the equipment, look at the equipment exactly. Jack Nichols was playing with and the advanced equipment Tiger was playing with and the advanced human nature that we are and how we grow differently now because of the fools and all that. Right. Bigger, stronger, faster Tiger yep. Woods over Jack Nichols, maybe smarter. Jack Nichols still one of the smartest golfers ever. But there's going to be a kid that's going to come up yeah. and, and, and destroy, not destroy his record, but tie or beat his record if that was the case. Give Jack the equipment we have now. And that record would be far out of reach of Tiger. And equipment meaning golf balls also because yeah, these exactly, golf balls yes. are totally different. Oh, yeah. I mean, from the Titleist they have out there with the uh, Pro Tours and the yeah. VIs and all that. I mean, it's plus your clubs. I'm hitting titanium. Project A's, and, and that was a, that's the most hidden gym ball I ever hit because I hit the uh, uh, Telemate uh, Tour Preferred. Right. And what you know is all correlate with the Titleist and all that stuff because yeah. the guy who works for the company. But – I, I bumped into, I stumbled into a, a Project A Titleist ball. I mean, uh, Telemade ball. And, man, that ball does everything I needed to do around the course. But that's the important thing, too, is back then, you didn't have the selection of balls you do now. No. Um, you had balladas. You had two balladas, right. like softball. It, but now it's, hey, if you've got a ball to fit your game and to really example, you know, to, to amp up your game. So if a guy hits a far ball, well, he's not going to hit get the soft core that ball because right. he's gonna hit that it's just gonna ruin what he his swing is i mean there are just a lot of mechanics with golf nowadays that you didn't have back then now we're talking tiger woods uh but i want to say this about a lot of amateur golfers they think um they think they can hit the same balls that the pros hit and tyler's just hit came up with a recent commercial saying that the tyler's pro v1 and one mm-hmm. x they're right. for amateur also no they're not no no they're not Unless you have that swing, but they want everybody to buy those balls. Unless you have that swing, right? And that's why go to sw- go to Vans or I- any of these golf shops out there, and they'll analyze your swing for you. They'll tell you your club head speed, and that put you in the right direction of the ball you need for your club head speed. And then you got to go practice knuckleheads. You just got <laughs> to think you uh, watch TV and you go pro. 
I just bought these balls. When was the last time you played? About a year ago. Yeah, so these should work. I should be okay. And then you yeah. go out there and get frustrated. Now, Tiger Woods, we, like I said, we were talking, we are talking Tiger Woods. He, um, he's at the Pinehurst. He's at the uh, mm-hmm. Farmers, right? Yeah. Pinehurst, one of his favorite courses. Of course, he's won on many times. He and uh, probably a handful of other guys that's in the field. Tiger Woods withdrew in the first round. Today is a uh, Friday, so yesterday he withdrew. I think he might have been two over. He got up, he got back to even because he had back to back birdies. Then he withdrew, he withdrew from the tournament. And the little bit I saw was, and he looked like he was you know could stay right there, didn't make right. a run. But then he said his back problems. He got a, he had a, right because of his his back problems is because he can't activate his glutes. I, I've never heard of that before. And, and maybe that's something. I mean, we've been out. How many times have we been out? Now, I've had course? a back problem. Yeah, right. Right. But, but a back problem activating your glutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I never looked at you and said, call on that shot right there. That, I, I couldn't activate, activate my glutes. glutes on that shot. I activate my glutes. <laughs> so he better not be doing anything in the bedroom. He can't activate his glutes. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> but how are you? That ain't all I'm saying. But that's one of the things I'm saying. Activate how are you going to come glutes? out and say that? Because you don't need it, man. You know what? Winning is more important than sex. Quiet. <laughs> Let's get back. How do you how do you sit? Uh, the winning is more important than bad bedroom action. Depends on depends on the winning game. Is depends more on the game. Regular season game? Eh. Regular yeah. season? Which regular season? Eh. Playoff game? Uh, yeah. No, regular we, season, I can care. I mean But why would you change anything from regular season to playoff? You, you stick a lot to, more is on the line. Yeah, but, but you stick to your regimen. You don't change anything. I'm not saying you superstitious or anything like that. You don't change anything. No, but if we're talking about bedroom and, and game, regular season Let me game. speak for myself then. Okay. Let me speak for myself. <laughs> Winning is more important <laughs> than bedroom action to me. What if you're superstitious and you need that bedroom action to perform the next day? Man. Huh? Hmm? You want to talk around this or you want to talk about this? <laughs> Tiger Woods, he needed to activate his glutes. That's why the reason his back hurt. He right. withdrew. Um, and we're probably going to stay on this to the next segment also. Is Tiger Woods, in your opinion, done? Then we said this for the past eight years. <laughs> yeah. We've been saying this for the eight years because somebody who reached so, – you know what? That's an unfair question because golf is golf. You can play golf till you're 60. Right. Being competitive and trying to win majors, yes. which he's predicated on doing – it's not the same. So when I ask if he's done, that's an unfair question. Tiger Woods is... Is he done at competing at the high level? And depend to find a high level. We'll take a quick Masters, break. Masters, all that. Yeah, okay. We'll Majors. Mm-hmm. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll finish up with some Tiger Woods and maybe one other thing. We'll decide when we get back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. 
Going global with gas is music, comedy, and life. And this Saturday will be comedy as two comedians will be joining me, and I'm really looking forward to it. Comedian Brett Ernst is going to be with us. You might have seen him on Vince Vaughn's Wild West Comedy Tour, and he's also an ex-server, so we're going to get into some Diner's Ed with him on Saturday. Also joining me will be comedian Jill Bryan. Very funny lady. Always a blast to have on in studio. And uh, by the way, both of them are cowboy fans, so I know I'll have to take it easy on the two. So join us this Saturday, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, right here at the voiceamerica.com variety channel. Oh, and one more thing. Last night I was watching cops, and they chased this guy into this dumpster area that was fenced off. And they had a dog chasing him and, like, five other cops. So they opened up the gate to the dumpster, and there he is, lying face first on the ground. Everyone's looking at him, and his only words were, What did I do? <laughs> really, what did you do? You're just kind of normally hanging around the back of a dumpster, lying on the ground face first? What did I do? Yeah. This is a contest for the biggest idiot. Which I nailed! We'll talk to you this Saturday, 1 o'clock Pacific time, right here on Voice America. Going global with gas. Man. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're talking about me. Because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. (laughs) (laughs) We are back. I like that boy. Ducky B, you know, but that's why he called you Ducky B. Ducky B more of like an urban hip hop name. He called you Ducky. That'd be something different. I I don't know if we'd be able to do the show with that. Welcome back to the Quam Lots of Sports Hall. The last segment, you know, it moves fast. Uh, Tiger Woods, um, Ducky B wants to talk about the new defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals, hired within. But Tiger Woods, unfair question I asked you before we went to break. Right. Is he done playing at a major level? Uh, after these two games, it's looking like that. What games? You mean golf the, rams? The no, after the Phoenix Open and the one he just played in, these ain't the games, farmers these are matches. Well, it's games, matches, uh, rounds, rounds. I like rounds. Go rounds. It, it's not the Tiger of old for sure. So he's got to he's got to figure be. something out. Phil Mickelson isn't either, but I still think Phil Mickelson can win. Right, but Tiger's got to figure. You can't. Obviously, you're not going to be able to go and shoot the rounds that he shot and compete. So. Something's got to change. He's going to figure out how to activate his glutes, mm-hmm. all right, and, and start, start shooting the ball. Yeah, but look—I mean, look at some of the sh- some of the shots he missed, especially on the Phoenix Open. Just, as a professional golfer, those are shots you do not miss. I mean, I could go and get out of the sand that's and get closer than he and not Duh, overshoot. That's what I was saying. I could do. I could do that. I know I could get out of sand and two putt. I know that for a yeah. fact. And I can play in a crowd. See, Tiger. Um, his thing is, see, the conversation and, and so much directed towards him because of the greatness that he is or was. Right. He said you can't take anything away from him uh, for what he's done. Well, he has 14 majors, right? Right. You can't take those, those away from him. No. And it's not like a Tom Brady's legacy that everybody's talking about, which Tiger Woods, you could not get out the trap. You could not get out the sand at the Open, at the Phoenix Open. It's a place where... When he's getting out of sand or when they are getting out of sand, professional golfers, they're getting out of sand to put it close. Yeah. One one thing, um, like I've never taken lessons, but everybody thought they was credited. They credit my their golf game or my golf game to their success or whatever, how you want to put right. it. They say, just get out the sand and two putts. See, amateurs always trying to get out the sand like the pros and mm-hmm. put it right by the pin. But once you learn how to get out of the sand, then you can start putting it by the pin. Exactly. Then you can start putting it close where you might have a – a nice put put in or a tap in or 
you put it on the right side of the pen where you know uphill, downhill, sidelines, uh, where you have a fair, ch- better chance of making a putt. Right. Tiger Woods couldn't even do that. He was hitting on the other side of the green. He was hitting on the other side of the green. He was playing oh, the right, God. left, right. I st- so I, I say this to that major um, competition level. Is he still there? I think he's still there. I think he should just shut up and play golf. Don't I, do a lot of talking. Yeah. Stop being friends. I, I tell my boys, I said, the problem why y'all not as good as y'all think y'all are, because y'all got too many friends. Friends soften you up in competition. Right. You agree yeah. with that? I agree. I, I, 100%. Yeah, friends soften you up. Because they'd rather it be them than you, and you just don't know that. Right. Well, and then you've got some of those friends that hype you up too much that you start overthinking your ability. And then do you call them a friend, though? No. No, I don't no. either. I don't either. Tell me the truth. And then we'll argue about it because I'm going to think you're wrong, but I'm going to look in the mirror. i got to look in the mirror. So they, some right. people are scared to look in the mirror. Right. I'm wrong for a lot of things. I just don't talk about it out loud. Not a lot of things. Some things I'm wrong. But you, you do have those friends that say, you, that, that's, I don't know what you're doing. I got a buddy who used to tell me all, all the time when I was playing. It wasn't that it ever happened. And I say what he said. He said, man, you still biting on the up and out or slant and go? I was never biting on a slant and go. All he was just trying to do was keep my mind sharp. Right. Just trying to keep my mind sharp. Make you think. And I, and I would argue with him. I'm saying, you don't know what the, you talking about. You never see me get burnt deep. You never see me bite on no out and up. Right. Out and up is a trick play anyway. You gotta have, that's a timing play. But he was trying to keep my mind sharp. See, Tiger Woods on how his, when his dad passed, it was over. Yeah. Because his, his dad was not only his best friend, he was that mentor. And he was that guy to say, exactly. you can forget about this. Tiger Woods, like, in my, in my eyes, he's like, Michael Jackson, let me explain that. You never had a child. You never had a life. You never had a, ch- a childhood. He was always on that grind since he was three mm-hmm. and a half years old. He was on that, um, what's, it, what's the Jackson TV show? Five. Oh. No, uh, oh. Tiger Woods. He was on that, oh. uh, that TV show back in the day. Can't remember right now. Yeah. Um, but he never had that life, and when his dad, uh, he never had any more structure. See, he was always structured, right? And I don't know if those, I don't know if that's good or bad for a kid. But he was always um, structured into doing something. He knew his his dad knew what his next steps were. When his dad passed away, there was no more structure. It was all on Tiger. It was all on yeah. Tiger, and he couldn't do it. And then it was all on having to trust Steve, his his caddy. And then he, I think maybe he put Steve in a situation that Steve was uncomfortable with, with what Tiger was doing outside of a in his relationships. Right. Yep. And that all fell apart. Tiger Woods was no longer Tiger Woods as we knew him. Right. But I thought having that much game and knowledge of any course, and we, they've, and we, you've heard the talk, they've Tiger proof courses just so he don't win. And you know what you do with that? You make them narrow. Yep. You just make the courses narrow. Because there's some guys who can't hit as far as him, but they're always in a fairway. Yeah. Now, and this, yep. this conspiracy or some BS at a high level, but Tiger Woods, you should, to be that great, he was always getting himself out of trouble, but from the rough or from behind a tree, and that's why we see all these spectacular shots. But if you narrow the courses and then put the trees and whatever in certain places, guys who don't hit it as far, they can win. With Tiger, well, you just got to adjust your game. And, well, and it's not so much on them. Maybe I don't want you to get Jack Nicklaus' record. Adjust your game accordingly. And that's going to come up just like we were talking about with his father passing away. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's coming in the head. It's all the head games he he has now, and with the friends and everybody else. And just like you said, he needs to get rid of everybody else and just go out and be the tiger of old, where he didn't have that group following him around. Mm-hmm. He went up there, like we say, he didn't smile. He just he went out there, he played his game, and it was done. 
I look, those here here's the here's another concern or issue I have where you got guys that knew that Tiger Woods was the reason why the purse would it is what it is now, mm-hmm. or knew that that was Tiger Woods and they and they they're good in their own right. Like they're professional golfers. They like right. if I saw you on a football field, I'd say he on this football field for a reason. Right. Now they're good in their own right. But what 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 baffles me when I really have to think about this, when I'm thinking about golf, and like, damn, Tiger, what happened to you? Is how these guys work up the nerve to talk to him about his game. That's telling you that, I mean, they want to see, maybe for a lot of reasons, they want to see him back on top of that game because it it brings a whole lot more to it. Or these guys were afraid to talk to him. You might see Michael Jordan on the other side. Hey, like we know each other. We playing right. basketball together. But... I ain't gonna. I'm not, I'm, I don't know if I want to go talk to Michael Jordan. Right. He, he had that aura. Just, yep, exactly. And that was Tiger Wood. But these guys have worked up a nerve to even talk to Wood, not talk to him, but talk criticize. to him about his game and yeah. criticize. Yeah. And a, and even Tiger Wood's golf friends, his buddies, the people he hang with him, they've even come out and said, yeah, you know, you need to, you need to do this, you need to do that. Well, that's getting into. I, mean, I think that might be part of the problem too. Just all that, all that outside nonsense getting into the head. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see if he can activate his glutes. He needs to activate his mind. He needs to stay out that bedroom because maybe his glutes is doing too much. Um, let's move over to the Arizona Cardinals it's hometown. It is. It is. Todd Bowles goes the head coach. It goes to the New York Jets as the head coach, the new yes. head coach. Uh, free agency. When the free agency starts in three days, something like that. Three, already? three weeks, maybe. That's very safe. <coughs> soon. Soon. Let's say soon. soon. But you have a new defense coordinator within Finally. within the. Um, Within the organization. Right. Internal. Yes. And James Betcher. And here's my point. But Jay, he got handcuffs on. He does. and it, Speak on it. Bruce Arians came out and basically said, we're going to hire from within. Mm-hmm. And the reason behind it is he wanted to keep the terminology the same. Okay. I get that to a certain point because you're talking about professional athletes. You're yeah. not talking about high school or college. These well, guys these, are coming in. Exactly. These guys that are already there. They're going to be able to adapt to any type of uh, defense coordinator and his terminology because you're, this is the highest level of play. So when you come up to me and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep everything the same because of the guys coming in, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't fly at the NFL level. College, I can buy it. High school, I can buy it. So now you have Betcher coming in and basically saying everything Todd Bowles came in with and put together, that's what you're going to run. As a defensive coordinator, I just got hired on a defense coordinator. I want to bring my own stuff to the game. I want to bring my style, my defense to the game. But obviously, Betcher didn't care that much about it because he accepted the job. Where was um? And yeah, some guys are like that. Some guys mess up the game just accepting to be accepted. Where was um? Where was Betcher position? Was he the defensive co- uh, linebackers coach? Outside linebackers. Outside coach. linebackers coach. Yeah. Right. So I understand that to this point, Doug. There was nothing wrong with their defense. They just got tired of being on the football field. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They got tired of being on the field every game, so there was nothing wrong with the defense. I'm a, I'm a fan, or I'm a, I'm in favor of keep the terminology the same. And as these guys, as these guys go on into the season, we don't have to take a step back defensively. Right. What we need to fix is our quarterback position, so we yep. can or get a good backup quarterback, so we can move forward. We need to run a game also. 
So defense is not our problem. Keep no. the terminology saying, let these guys go play fast and play, and we don't have to do a whole lot of things. As, right. you, as you continue to have this position as a coordinator, veteran, you've been in, you know the terminology just as well as Todd Bowles does, right. being with him for those years. As we move forward, then add your little twists and your pieces to them. Yeah. I'll give you Carl Blanche to do that, but only as we move forward with new things. Because the defense stay the same, the schemes stay the same, but then you can start tweaking and twerking, um, not the Miles Cyrus stuff, but you can start tweaking the the defense according to putting your stamp on it. So they can say, "Oh, that's a better, that's his, right. that's his." Because right now it's not going to be Betcher's defense; yeah, it's still going to be Dodgeball. And grit that defense, that scheme was a great scheme. But, but like that, we that said. was the same thing with Wizard Hunt. That wasn't his. Right. That wasn't his team or the offense. No. That was uh, that was Green. Denny Green stuff. Mm-hmm. He took the Super Bowl. Right. That was Denny Green team he took to the Super Bowl. So you're right. It's not going to be his defense as of yet. No. I give him about three years for it to start looking like his defense. Right. If he's still a defense coordinator. Because and, and, he has a great defense. And you know what they're going to say to him? Well, well, his name got in two years, his name going to have to come up as a head coach. Or yeah. a defensive coordinator somewhere else right. with more money. And and that's how this good old boy system works. And the good old boy system, in this case, is not a bad thing. Right. This is... Putting people in position to be successful, offensive, defensive coordinator, and players, because the terminology won't change. But don't you think, as a professional athlete, you're going to be able to adapt before the season goes? Especially, to me, defense is one of probably the easiest things to uh, to coach mm-hmm. over offense because offense you have so much complexity. Yeah. With the plays and everything else, defense it's it's pretty standard. I mean, you've got the formations and you put some plays into it. As a professional athlete. You're going to be able to adapt. I mean, look, when you were with the Cardinals and went to San Diego, how quick was it easy to, to learn San Diego's defense over the Cardinals? It, Pretty it was, easy. But it, it was easy, but you know what happened with that? And I'm, you make a, you bring up a good point. I had to match the terminology. Right. The, the, plays, were the, the plays were somewhat similar, but it, how we ran cover four versus trips and how we ran cover four versus trips in Arizona was different. Right. And – when I when I understood the concept, it became easier, and I guess that with anything, you understand the concept, it becomes easier. Uh, but the you've seen players, I've seen players, when they leave uh, one organization, balling out of control, and you hope they didn't leave, and they and they play at a high level, but then when they go somewhere else, you're like, what happened to this guy? Yeah. The, the terminology. That's true. The terminology changed, and and one of the things uh, Bruce Arians want to prevent against is. Having these guys think about something they shouldn't have to right. think about because you got now had you hired he would never be to tell tell anybody else he hired this if they came from somewhere else right so no, he, I agree yeah he you could, had to go from within you get, go to, from to within. keep that terminology the same and I'm and I'm sure Bruce Aarons if I think who he's I think he is if he is who I think he is <laughs> Danny Green no if he is who I think he is I think he's interviewed some of the players and say what do you think about Betri right. I'd be a good head coach. Yeah, he, I mean, would, would he be a good defense coordinator? Right. And, and then you watch them as this time as the season goes on. He's yeah. like, oh, this guy know. Can you make adjustments? I want. I want to know. Can you make adjustments when, whenever? Because Todd Bowles did great adjustments. Yeah. When it's going bad or yeah. not so good, because I don't think it ever went bad defensively without the offense helping him yeah. go bad. Can you make adjustments and then put the team back on track defensively? Yeah. Because uh, uh, we're talking a good to a great defense coordinator mm-hmm. and even offense coordinator. That's what it comes down to is those halftime adjustments. Because right. you can go into any game with a scheme. Yeah. If that scheme doesn't work, you better change that up. Because you if not, you're going to get blown out. If you can change it, 
then you're going to be looked at on that on that top tier, that great defense coordinator, offense coordinator spot, because you're able to make those adjustments. You and I don't care how many pros, all pros, or pro bowlers you have on your team, you got to be able to make adjustments. Look at look at the Cardinals in the past. How many pro bowlers they had in their losing seasons? Yeah, look at us. Um, <laughs> I um, <laughs> but hey, congratulations got- to James Betcher. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Congratulations to him. Uh, keep keep it moving. Now let's work Do on well. Larry. Hey, well, we'll see about that. You know, we gotta uh, we gotta get out of here. It's Friday. Appreciate Kevin Gasman, the Gas Man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate him. Uh, you know, throwing some old school jams. Do some old school jams. That's what I like to hear. On yes, Friday. you're welcome. Uh, thank you, brother. <laughs> um, Dougie B. Uh, Demery is up with his hands in his pants somewhere. Hey, right, we gonna have to get out of here. Be safe this weekend. Enjoy yourself. Get a designated driver. I should be talking to myself. We out of here. We out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>